Welcome to Category Is. I'm Maurice. And I'm Justin. And welcome to another week. Another week. If it's your first time joining us on Category Is, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get a notification every time we drop an episode. And also remember to write into us at categoryispod at gmail.com. And don't forget to like us on all things social, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, Instagram. at Category Is Pod. All right, let's get on with the show. All right. How was your weekend? My weekend was nice. It was uh, relaxing. You never relax. <sighs> I never do. Yeah. And it's it's needed. Saturday, I just went and hung with my family. Okay. I saw my niece and nephews, mm-hmm. which in my, my family, it was really nice um, to just be around family. Mm-hmm. Uh, cooked a big old nasty meal. Oh, really? Yeah. What you have? It was like the blackest meal ever. <laughs> I mean, I walked up in the house. I walked up into my sister's house. And my sister is not much of a cook. Mm-hmm. But my mom was in there cooking. Mm-hmm. And she had pork ribs, beef ribs, mm-hmm. macaroni and cheese, potato mm-hmm. salad, collard greens, mm-hmm. cornbread. I was like, um, excuse me, what's the occasion? What is going <laughs> on? I was like, I thought we was going to order a pizza and just yeah. kick it. But they was in there cooking. The food was delicious, though. Okay. So it was nice to be home, mm-hmm. have a yummy home-cooked meal. Yeah. And yeah. just be around family. Okay. And my crazy nephews and niece. Running everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's just like time flew because I hadn't seen them since January. You know? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then don't mm-hmm. live far. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> damn. I was like, you just get so caught up with life. Yeah, with your own life. But it's like, wow, six mm-hmm. weeks has gone by. Yeah. And, with, you know, little kids, they change a lot in they six do. weeks. Yeah. yeah. So it was nice. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, I went to the Burbs, which I really try to go to the mm-hmm. Burbs of Pennsylvania, especially wow. the Pennsylvania, like the Burbs of Pennsylvania. Like Pennsylvania or? I mean, anything outside of Philadelphia is Pennsylvania, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, well, this is Montgomery County, so oh, not yeah. really. Oh, I but I mean, if it's not the King of Prussia Mall, mm-hmm. does it really matter? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we go to Valley Forge sometimes because it's nice out there. Where they had that battle. Mm-hmm. In the Civil War. Actually, it wasn't a battle. I mean, it's just a... It was a revolutionary? It's just a camp. Uh, yeah, revolutionary. So you just go out there and sit in the grass? Yeah, it's like they have hills and they have... It's really historic. And How Harriet of you. <laughs> picturesque out there. I guess. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice. But no, I went out there to see a play called um, Nina Simone, Four Women. Okay. And it was like done at this like this little theater called the People's Light Theater. There was a lot of senior citizens in the house, mm-hmm. but them's my people, and I love it. Mm-hmm. But we went uh, with a group of friends. We had a brunch before in a drafty old cottage-type building, <laughs> but the food was banging. <laughs> that French onion soup is bomb. Okay. The um, the bartender had a heavy hand. Perfect. And uh, the play was good. It was kinda... it standing room? No, the play had seats. <laughs> we did. We did have seats. You know, again, I said there were senior citizens. Yeah. They all had to have a seat. Yeah, in the but, wheelchair. Yes, handicapped hover accessible. around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, zooming through. Yeah, but it was nice. It was a really good play. Okay, like and you know, it used a lot of her music. I guess mm-hmm. it would be. It's actually a musical. It's like a musical, not a play. Mm-hmm. But um, it was really good. Awesome, awesome. Okay, and brought my behind home and relaxed. Caught up on Drag Race. Is it good this season? Well, you know I'm a Drag Race fanatic. Yeah. But... And I love Drag Queens. Mm-hmm. You actually got me watching that show, Drag Me, da- Drag me Down the Aisle. Is it a full season? Because I, I thought it was just a special because I only had like the one episode. That's all I saw was the one episode. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it was just that one Because I, after I finished that one, mm-hmm. I was like, where's the other one? No. <laughs> that's so, it. That's, but why? 
I think they were gonna like test it and see how like, it did. Like those at the pilot. Yeah, yeah, and then they probably filmed more, and they're just waiting to see the response and the ratings from that one. I liked it. I thought it was good. It was cute. I mean, there were some things they could have changed, but yeah, I mm-hmm. love anything with the drag queen though. Mm-hmm. So I watched um, RuPaul's Drag Race. I was actually on a date last Thursday night, mm-hmm. and uh, we were walking um, towards the uh, to get a cab, mm-hmm. not an Uber. Well, I don't take Uber into. I take Uber into the city. Well, okay, again, I live in the city, right. but like into like I live in a little neighborhood right above Center City. The ghetto. It's not the ghetto. <laughs> Say that. Okay. I mean, it's hood adjacent. Mm, real adjacent. But, you know, it's up and coming. It then came and went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. We won't go see Mariah Curry right around the corner. That's down a few blocks. It's a better neighborhood. Whatever. You know, I, I am in of the neighborhood. Right. But um, I usually take Uber, like, into Center down, City. Okay. And then I'll, like, if I'm in Center City already, it's, it's easier, honestly, to get a cab. Because these Uber drivers do not know what they're doing. And you stand up, you end up waiting on a corner yeah. for eight, ten minutes. They're usually not from the city. They just come into the city to drive. Yeah. And that's why they're always lost or they take the wrong Right. And they don't know road. what they're doing. Yeah. They're like, all these one-way streets. Yes, bitch, it is Philadelphia. <laughs> one-way streets exist. So I usually, I just, I just don't do it. And now that, you know, the cabs have this situation, it's easy to get a cab as a black man. Wow. But anyway, uh, we were walking past uh, boxers, uh-huh. and uh, there's a whole bunch of gays in there watching Drag Race. I only go there on Halloween. Well, we only go out on Halloween. Yes, true. <laughs> <laughs> when else do you go out? I don't. But I was like, oh my gosh, let's go on a boxers because Ooh. it was um, they were doing the the runway looks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, it's towards it's the end perfect. of the episode. Yeah. It's a perfect time to go yeah. watch. And he's like, no, no, let's just let's just go home. So. Uh, we ended up watching it on Saturday. Saturday morning? Saturday evening, actually. Oh, mm-hmm. No, because it's true. Saturday evening. Okay. And um, I uh, was gagged because all six, because like, it was like two teams. It was 12 girls left, and mm-hmm. they divided them into teams of six. Okay. RuPaul made all six lip sync for their life. Really? Never in Drag Race history. Okay. And I was gagged. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it would have been nice to watch that in the gay bar because watching oh, drag race in the gay bar is like that's when i understood why straight guys go to the sports bar to watch sports that's a little bit different it's a communal thing yeah but with um watching a tv show like that in a bar it's like they don't have the sound always turned up enough so it's always loud it's distracting yeah and in boxers like the bartenders don't have their shirts on so well, ain't nothing I always have like that, a, that, 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 that distracting. Well, not that, but it's just not sanitary. <laughs> okay, let's, let's move on from my long-ass weekend yeah. explanation. How was your weekend? My weekend was good on Saturday. Actually, we went um, car shopping, mm-hmm. looking for a car, because I haven't had a car in over a decade, like since I moved to Philadelphia. How did you survive? Well, I always worked in the city. Mm-hmm. So now I got this new little gerb yes, where <laughs> it's out in the burbs. And so I need a car to get there. I could take, you know, regional rail and public transportation, but that just takes so much time. Right. And, you know, I don't like dealing with people. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I would rather be on my own schedules. And so right now I'm using my boyfriend's car. So I'm really appreciative for that. But you know, I kind of just, you know, need my own. And then logistically in a few months, we'll need separate cars. Yeah. And so I just needed to look because, you know, I haven't been like 
car shopping mm-hmm. in a long, long time. So we just went to like see, you know, kind of what was out there and sit in some cars. Cause you know, I'm really tall, have really long legs. And so I need to be like comfortable. You so got to lean all the way back. All the way back. Yeah. And so some cars, <laughs> it's like you fit just enough. Right. So technically the, it could work, but then it's like at the max of comfort. I'm just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so like the seats all the way back, then you have to like recline the, it's just too much. And so we went to a couple of dealerships, got, you know, a couple of cards and we're going to be looking, um, you know, online and stuff for the deals and, right. and you know, wait for the good deal. And were then, you stressed afterwards? I hate going to the car dealership. I, yeah, I hated it because, <sighs> you know, I don't like spending large sums of money. Right. And then I also feel like they kind of, you know, like pressure you to like buy it right then. Right. And then it's just like, oh, well, we're coming back in a few months. Oh, okay. You know, and then they try to like keep trying to make that deal and make that sale and just feel like, like that day. Like, yeah. Like right now. Since a car is not an impulse buy, right. let me get this information. Yeah. Oh, you're going to another dealership? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like doing my research. It's called shopping. Yeah. Have you gone to the uh, car vending machine? Carvana. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah. Isn't it in Philly? There's one. Yes. Yeah, like right by the interstate. Okay. Yeah. I saw it, but I haven't, um, I've only seen like their commercials and then like online. Girl, just go there and get your car. <laughs> their cars are actually marked up by like three or $4,000. What? Yeah. Cause you're paying for the convenience. You're paying for the convenience of not having to deal with the right. car sales. Yeah, yeah. It might yeah. be a cost you want to pay. It might like, be. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems much quicker because when you go to the dealership, it's an all-day It's ordeal. an all-day thing, yeah. But, you know, I still want to, like, test drive it and see how they, you know, handle and right. things like that. And right. then, you know, kind of considering getting a hybrid, you know, for gas mileage and things like right. that. Not yeah. for the environment? No, Oops. strictly for my, <laughs> my pocket. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> And then came home. I made a really um, good lasagna. Oh, you sent me a pic of that. Yeah. You got any leftovers? There's like two pieces left. It's only for lunch tomorrow, though, so not enough. And then Sunday, it was really nice weather, like really bright and sunny, clear day. So we went on like a six-mile walk. Not eight mile? Not eight mile. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. We like did the whole river trail and then walked and went. um, Bartram's trail? I don't know. No, the Schuylkill. But where it like turns into the boardwalk over the water? Yeah, we stopped right there. Okay. Yeah, because I don't like that part. Okay. Yeah. But if you keep going down the way Mm-mm. and then go up to the left, it okay. takes you on this like little bridge mm-hmm. to a park Mm-mm. and there'd be a whole bunch of nice men over there playing basketball. That's before the, the split. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So we went towards that so side. you know, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so people go watch. Yeah. But it was cold, so there was no basketball. Oh, okay. No shirtless basketball. <laughs> um, And then that was pretty much it. You know, did some things around the house and okay. started my cards for Mother's Day. That's coming up. You, you kill me. Yeah. When you want to start taking orders, I should. You really should. I'm set up an Etsy page. We'll set up an Etsy. Yeah. At least, at least with your friends, like, look, I'm making cards. Because you go into the card store, mm-hmm. you playing a Hallmark or Papyrus or whomever. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight dollars for a card. Yeah. And your cards are much nicer. I know you made a card one year for me to give to my mom for Mother's Day. Yeah. She yeah. still has she it. She still has it. She cut. I don't think she cut it. She put it in a frame. Okay. She like just put it. Yeah, straight up in like the frame. That. Okay, it was cute. Yeah, it's really cute. She's like, this card is so nice. <laughs> so you should just like, I mean, your friends will pay for it. They should. They should support your friends. Basically, what you drinking tonight? What am I drinking? What we're drinking? What we drinking is taking us back a few years, a long, long time to a fun time. <laughs> 
in all of our lives. <laughs> you know, this week is spring break. Spring break all for over. all the all the coeds, yeah. the college coeds, college students, and um, we're having a drink and a toast to you. And we are drinking some jungle juice. <laughs> a little ratchet. You might need to explain. A what little rough. It is, yeah. Okay, so I think we're going to explain what jungle juice is. I think most most college college students, students yeah. or colleges have a variation. Mm-hmm. I know that the recipes may vary, they vary. from school to school. Mm-hmm. I know that fraternities and sororities yeah. make their own it's, version yeah. of it, and might call it something other than jungle mm-hmm. juice. But I think the jungle juice is a um a drink. Yeah, that is uh, enjoyed by many students <laughs> at colleges across yes. the nation that are um, of age. I oh, hope or not. Usually not. I know I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and it's often made in a big old uh, igloo container, a cooler, or, or a cooler, <laughs> yeah. or sometimes a trash can. Ooh. You never saw people do it in a trash can. They would put a trash bag in there as a liner. Mm-mm. Yes, they would make it in a trash can. No. Or like a big old, you well, know those big tubs, those, yeah. those um, rubber main, uh-huh. like 20 gallon yeah. tubs, they yeah. make it in there. When we had like family reunions, my granddad would make lemonade in like, like you said, in the trash can with I, like the trash bag. Alcoholic lemonade? No, 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 just regular. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we drinking some jungle juice. Let me tell y'all what's on up in it, or at least our version of the jungle juice. We, uh, jungle juice, again, is usually a big batch drink mm-hmm. as we're talking about the trash can. So we kind of pared it down because yeah. it's just two people and we got to wake up, go to work, yeah, and I got function to work tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but it includes uh, vodka, lemonade, mm-hmm. pink lemonade, a citrus punch, or a Hawaiian punch. Hawaii, Hawaiian punch. Or, you know, we're using the cran- a cranberry pineapple, which is a nice uh, a punch. Yeah. And then you want to put... Um, some fruit in there, orange, some citrus fruit, oranges, pineapple, pineapples, mm-hmm. lemons, and let it soak. And you know, ours is a vodka based. A lot of people like to ask, add some rum, add some gin, make it like a punchy Long Island. Mm-hmm. But again, um, we're drinking some jungle juice this week. So enjoy yours. Yeah. A lot of times you um, would soak the fruit in Everclear. Yes. And then put it in. Into the... Yeah. Uh, the drink. Yeah. Child. Mm, college I, days. I rem- I'll never forget. I was... Let me just tell you my college story about my jungle juice experience. Okay. It was 2005 <laughs> um, <laughs> at LaSalle University okay. in North Philadelphia. And it's the certified hood. And I lived in North Dorms. Mm-hmm. And I walked down Olney Avenue <laughs> to... <laughs> Why you laugh? It's a dangerous street. It's a dangerous yeah. street. <laughs> Girl, you in danger. <laughs> uh, we used to walk down the middle of the street because mm-hmm. nobody would rob you if you walked down the middle of the street. Because if you walked on the sidewalks, you was a goner. <laughs> but um, walked all the way down to like Olney. And there was this apartment complex mm-hmm. down on the left called The Manor. Wow. And it was parties all up in there. And this is like the hood, pissy elevator, mm-hmm. the whole, you know, chicken oh, bones. They had a little elevator. Oh. It was like a coffin in that joint. <laughs> you only fit like three people and don't try to breathe. Right. Well, we get into this party. And, you know, I am like 19. Mm-hmm. Not not even. I was actually 18. <laughs> and, you know, we're in there just drinking or whatever. And then um, it was, a you know, we had it when we were just drinking. We had one party there. Mm-hmm. And they had the huge solo cups. Yeah. And I just go right up to the little cooler and I fill up my solo cup. 
and I'm drinking, and it tastes like straight fruit punch to me. Yeah, because I tasted no liquor. You can't really taste Everclear. But I didn't know that. So I'm just, I'm just sitting on the couch, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I drank a whole one. Ooh. And my friend was like, "Oh, you need a refill." I was like, "Yeah, girl." Ooh. She's like, "I got you." She got me another refill. Mm-mm. I think I had to go to the bathroom to break the seal at that point. Oh. When I say I stood up, I fell right back down, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. face plant. I felt like all on the floor, and I remember like the party got raided because it's, and wow. I didn't know like that year like the cops would come around. Uh-huh. It was a with a bus that said. PCLB wow. on the side, and they had zip ties, and they were wow. arresting everybody for underage drinking. Wow. Well, I tell you, uh-huh. I never got myself together so fast wow. and ran because I knew I could not go home to my mama Mm-mm. with that uh, <laughs> first weekend away at college. Right. But yeah, uh, ever since then, I've been very cautious. Lies. With the jungle juice. <laughs> Lies. You remember your first time having jungle juice? No, that's how good it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, like jungle juice, it was like the thing that was always at the frat party, and then right. we would always um make it. Mm-hmm. And so like we're setting up for the party. And so me and like my fraternity brothers, we would you know, you gotta like taste it. Right. And so by the time you know, you get it right and then the party's starting, like you're already gone at that point. Messy, messy. So, yeah, we had a time with the jungle juice, and then college in general was just a drunk fest, pretty much. Like, uh-huh. I was on the band, the marching band. Okay, with all the other geeks. Yeah, but <laughs> band geeks are, like, a totally different breed. Like, mm-hmm. they love to drink. They're very sexually promiscuous. Are they? They are, yeah. Well, I just see that movie American Pie about band geeks. Pretty much, yeah, it's like that. Oh. Yeah, and then we would always ride the bus with the cheerleaders. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're a completely different breed, too. The cheerleaders? Mm-hmm. Well, is it an unexpected breed? Because I think we kind of always... I mean, we, yeah, you know what it, what it you is. You know what it's for. Yeah, yeah. And so I remember one time in college, I'll just say this, there was a we had a party called the Know Your Limit Party. Okay. And it was inspired by a time when I did not know my limit. <laughs> was inspired by No Limit Oh, the record label? No, not Master that. P? No. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just leave that story right there. Okay. Yeah. But speaking of college, that gives us to our first category. Yes. Yeah, category is Operation <laughs> Varsity Blues. Child. Did you hear about this? I heard about these millionaire stunt queens. Yeah. Tried it. Truly tried it. Honestly, this story broke last week. Mm-hmm. Shortly after we uh, recorded and released mm-hmm. our last episode. And I was like, damn. Because I got some things to say. But Boy. I just have to. I think that it is just insane. Yeah. The the level with which this um has been able to be perpetuated. Let's just give well, a quick give primer a quick, and yeah. background. Mm-hmm. If you don't know... Uh, there's been a story that was released last week in the news, mm-hmm. and it basically um, kind of used two women who were, I think, the most notable right. of the 50 right. people who were indicted. Yeah. Um, Lori Laughlin. From Full House. Full House. Mm-hmm. I'm Becky. Yeah. Okay. With the good hair. With the good hair. Yeah. Yeah. And Phyllis Lee Huffman. From? American Crime. She's Nurse Jackie. Wives. No, no, that's, that's Edie not, Falco. Yeah. I, I do confuse them all the time. I don't know why. Sorry, Edie. Yeah, from Desperate Housewives yeah. and from American Crime. American Crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. Why did I think Edie Falco? Anyway. They kind of look alike. Don't they? They're kind of like that awkward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So which one's the low budget one? (gasps) Mm, They kind of both are. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) They both the gun close? (laughs) Yes. Damn. They both the Glenn Glows. Because what? Uh, Edie was on Sopranos. That's the HBO check. Right. And then... Felicity was on two ABC shows. So. Right. Mm. But that's Disney money. But so. Edie was also on Nurse Jackie. On Showtime? Mm-hmm. That's on Showtime? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a toss-up. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> both of these women were kind of like the famous people whose names were kind yeah, of used. Attached, but yeah. there was this guy, I forget his name. What's the name? I don't know. Well, he was, there's this, this white man who mm-hmm. basically was running a nonprofit organization. Yeah to help students get into college. Right. And basically what he was doing is he was using the organization to launder the money mm-hmm. that parents would pay as bribes, as bribes mm-hmm. for their children to get into elite schools. Right. And so this man would basically set up for like the test proctor to either change the answers on their exam or just take the exam right. for the kids. And it was crazy because, like, it's like the kid was be taking, like, a, they would tell the kid that he mm-hmm. was taking a makeup exam, but he really wasn't even taking a real exam that would be submitted. Oh, wow. And someone else would sit for the exam. Oh, wow. But, um, so these children would get, earn test scores on the SAT and the mm-hmm. ACT that were not valid. Right. Or accurate. Mm-hmm. Or even them. Yeah. Uh, that he would also, um... In many cases, the students would say that they participated in sports mm-hmm. and athletics. Yeah, yeah. I think that was kind that of... That was like the second part of it, though. Yeah, that's like yeah. The, that was not the main driver. No. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a loophole. Like, yeah. in addition to changing your test scores mm-hmm. to get you to the elite, um, we're going to say that, you know, you play this sport. Yeah. And you can kind of be like a walk-on mm-hmm. for the team if you mm-hmm. pay the coach. And then they'll, they'll say something like, oh, well, they were just a walk-on. And then, you know, they didn't keep up with it yeah and it's like no you know mm-hmm. nothing lost no yeah. harm done but they would also like create fake sporting profiles because each um athlete has a profile like you can create online to track like their stats right and things like that so they would create a fake profile for them enter like fake stats to make them look like they're you know athletic yeah. enough to get like i saw like one of the parents from to my knowledge only one of the students was in on it to, yeah to me what it seemed as though is that a lot of the parents were like all the doing this behind the yeah. kids back yeah and that's also really problematic yeah. for me because it's just like not only are you defrauding universities mm-hmm. and the higher education system mm-hmm. and the fairness of students to have access to these institutions mm-hmm. but you're also defrauding your child because well, your child has this inflated sense of accomplishment and ability when they just a bomb and they regular yeah they're not elite that's yeah i mean I do question, like, how complicit some of the kids were in it, because the one chick, I forget whose daughter she was, but it was... Um, Lori Laughlin's daughter. She's, like, some yeah, like YouTube star. She's, like, an influencer or something. Right. Yeah. And so her scores went up by, like, four or 500 points mm-hmm. in, like, a couple months. So I'm like, mm, okay, girl, like, you, you should have known something was up. Right? But honestly, I don't know that these kids honestly are smart enough to know that Well, clearly they're, they're not. Right? Because like, there's even like some video on Instagram I saw mm-hmm. with the, um, Lori Laughlin's daughters. Yeah. Like, England's my favorite city. Wow. And then Lori Laughlin's like, I didn't pay all this money for you to go to college to think that England's a city. It's a country. Wow. And it's just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But it's just, um, I think that this is a symptom of privilege in mm-hmm. our country. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is exhibited... Um, Historically, 
I mean, this is this is a, this is as American as apple pie. This has been happening for as long as this country's been around. People with access to wealth and money mm-hmm. have been able to buy themselves opportunity well, and education mm-hmm. and, and influence and positions, and it's reflected all the way up to our president. Well, he was like making donations to these different schools that his kids went to when they were like applying. Right. And so I mean, that goes, goes to, a, yeah. I mean, but that goes to, well, I think that for me, donations are not clandestine well, and, and secretive and, and fraudulent. But this, there's, the, this does raise a larger problem with donations and also right. legacy admissions. Mm-hmm. Just because your parent went there, well, don't mean that you should or that you have what it takes. Or that you should just be given any additional points on your application. But we do grow up and we live in this legacy society. There's a lot of different things that are legacy-based. But then legacy... If you allow legacy to be perpetuated Mm -hmm. in college admissions, it is inherently perpetuating discrimination and racism. Because certain groups of people, women, people of color, Mm -hmm. poor people, immigrants have historically been denied opportunities to attend these institutions. So if someone's great-great-great-grandfather went to Harvard, and because he went, everyone mm-hmm. else has gone based upon legacy. Well, I'm sure that's not the only factor. It's not factor. the only factor, but mm-hmm. after a while, it can become a significant factor. I've gone mm-hmm. to school with people whose name's on the building. Do you think they're going to get a denial letter or a rejection letter? Well, No, ma'am. And it's just... But the only, I'm not saying the only reason, but a major mm-hmm. part of the reason that they are there is because of their long, their family's long relationship with that mm-hmm. institution. My family doesn't have a long relationship with that institution, not because they don't want to, mm-hmm. because they weren't allowed to or couldn't. Well, yeah. And I think that's a major part of the problem. Not in this situation. Well, no. This no. situation is we- just about money and... sure. And not for nothing, like, Laurie Laughlin's daughter didn't even want to go to college. She talks about how, like, college is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. She'll need to be she barely at, goes. She barely goes. She's, yeah, like, the first day of classes, she's, like, on vacation. Mm-hmm. And she's just wasting. That was a waste of your your 500, your half million dollars, Laurie. Yeah. You could have donated that to organization. Yeah. Feed the children. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sarah McLaughlin in the arms <laughs> of the angel. It's you could have helped the animals. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But I think that's where... It, everything kind of messes up here because it's just like this was more about the parents right and it's the parents who they were ceos they're famous actresses they're dentists professors all these you know hedge fund you know ceos yeah, yeah these like elite quote unquote people and they don't want to look bad that their dumbass kid couldn't get into a school. That's what it right. kind of all is wrapped up in. It's like their own ego and they don't want to look, you know, lesser than because everyone else's kids are going to Harvard, Yale, right. um, Stanford, USC, Berkeley, places like this. And then your kid didn't. Right. So you don't want to look, you know as dumb as your kid you know i think they want to be able to brag on their kids mm-hmm. they see the kids as a product of themselves mm-hmm. but i think that you also have to as a parent look at yourself not for nothing mm-hmm. yeah you are elite you're wealthy and your child had access to all the tutors in the world right had access to international travel yeah. had access to um maids that probably speak spanish <laughs> that access <laughs> i mean i know that sounds shady but straight up but true. there should be spanish spoken in the home yeah you know, they have access that most children don't. 
Right. And then given all that other advantage through your wealth, they are still mediocre as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like that's like doubly worse. Mm-hmm. So it's like your children had all the advantages and they still Already. can't keep up with yeah. a black kid from the hood who really worked really hard. Yeah. And the part that hurts me mm-hmm. is this whole, it goes to the legal case with Abigail Fisher at University of Texas, which was actually a university named, it was caught up in this whole scandal and scheme. Mm-hmm. And she blamed, she's a white woman okay. who wants to reverse affirmative action because she feels like. How does she feel about reparations? Well, I don't think she's made, a, I don't think she's made an official comment on okay. reparations. But she's this young white woman who mm-hmm. feels as though she was denied a position at the University of Texas, Austin, because other people took her spot because they were given points on their application because of their diversity class. Ooh. You know, she, but without even acknowledging that white women are the number one benefactors of affirmative action. Or beneficiaries, action. rather, yeah. of affirmative action. Mm-hmm. That's who benefits most. Yeah. And... I feel like why you're so focused blaming people of color and immigrants and international students mm-hmm. who all work their ass off against all the odds yeah. without all the benefits, mm-hmm. who's really taking your position and your spot <laughs> is Laurie Laughlin's daughter. Right. All these wealthy, mediocre ass kids mm-hmm. who've been given everything mm-hmm. and who don't know what it means to work hard for something. Right. And they paid for your spot. Yeah, basically. So be mad at them. Yeah, it's a little um, misplaced. I just think that with the entitlement, it's just, I don't know, like, what their motivation was. I think that's my biggest question Who's there? The parents? The parents, yeah. It's a, it's a, it was selfish for the parents, mm-hmm. honestly. And I think their motivation was to make themselves look good. They wanted to be able to brag on their parents, on their children at the country club. Right. You know, or at the board meeting. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to keep up appearances keep mm-hmm. up with the joneses but to me it goes to a bigger picture of well, what else y'all lying about well that's another story you for know another day. all this is smoke and mirrors you you willing to lie big cheat mm-hmm. and steal mm-hmm. to get to this position in life yeah and at what cost but, at what expense what does it tell your children right but then, okay, you pay all this money to get your kid into this school. Because mm-hmm. some of them were up to like $6.5 million. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, your kid gets there. The one girl, she's admitting she doesn't even go to class. Right. Well, most college students don't. But I-, I went to all of my classes. You a lie? Well, I, I, went, to all, I went to most of my classes. Mm. Most. I mean, I might have missed a few. But <laughs> honestly, I didn't. Because I remember I was very, I came from a single family home, single mother. Uh-huh. You know, I was there on scholarships yeah. I needed to keep, mm-hmm. and I had loans. Mm-hmm. You know, the, my sophomore, junior years, I was an RA. I, college was an, a financial burden okay. for me and my family. So mm-hmm. I broke down how much each class per credit hour cost. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, this one class is like $195. Mm-hmm. I'm not missing this class. Like, I couldn't just justify, like, in my mind, I knew how much each class cost. Mm-hmm. So I took my ass to class most times. I might be hungover. <laughs> I might be fuzzy, Sweet. but I went to class. Okay. On time? Most times. Okay. So long, you know, them 9 o'clock, them 8.30 classes mm-hmm. is hard to make. They are. But when you were freshman, you don't have the best schedule. Yeah. But I just think that, you know, they wasted their money. Because then you have to perpetuate it. Because, like, your kid gets there, and then what if they fail out? 
then all your money's wasted. Right. Or like, what if they, you know, are not going to class? They're not, you know, doing these things to stay there. Mm-hmm. So it's like... But then I think it also goes to a question of how much does, like, okay, you got into this school. Mm-hmm. Is that the hardest part, right? The hardest right. part is getting in. Because even if you just, you know, skip along or just muddle through USC, you got that USC degree. What does that afford you? over the kid who like didn't have those financial opportunities mm-hmm. or ability and kind of went like two years at community college and two years at like some other school. Yeah. You know, I it's guess. just, it per to me, I just hate how it perpetuates inequity, you know, and it's not based upon merit. Well, a lot of things aren't. And that's not right. Yeah. But I just think it just, I don't know. It just looks bad. It makes the parents look worse. I do think some of the kids were involved in this because they knew they weren't smart mm-hmm. or they knew they weren't, you know, and we all, make like, it. we all knew, like, I remember being in college and there being like certain people and I'm like, hold on, how you get here? How you get here? Yeah. And you just like, just based upon the way mm-hmm. that they spoke or acted yeah. or, and, and then who wants to be that, that person? But then I think that you can go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. And I really think that some people have been given so much in their life and have had been told that they're great and they're wonderful and amazing yeah when in fact they weren't like you ever watch american idol and the people who swear they are the best singer ever yeah every and they get up there singing and they are just (laughs) the worst yeah and the judges are like wait like you're horrible and they have this whole breakdown like what 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 are you talking about my family my friends are gonna think i'm great because people have lied to you your whole your whole life yeah and look what that does to a person psychologically but then some people on American Idol, be like, nope, I'm still great. They can't hear. Like, you're mm-hmm. telling Mariah Carey, she yeah. don't know singing. Yeah. Like, they get so inflated. It's mm-hmm. that narcissism. And then you get to end up being like a Trump. Mm. Someone told him he was great and wonderful and amazing since mm-hmm. he was very, very young. Yeah. Poured lots of money mm-hmm. into him. And no one could tell him otherwise. Well, and right. it's out of control. Yeah. And we have to rein it in. Yeah. That's a problem with, especially, I think, this generation is like the kids who get the trophy... For just showing up. And it's like, no, only the winner should get a trophy. Right. If you come in first place, second place, third place, you get a trophy. But now this generation, they don't want the kids to feel bad for not winning or they don't want to create this inequity. And we praise bad. this one and not you. So we're going to give the trophy to everybody. But the thought behind giving everyone a trophy is so that everyone feels equal. But then that kind of diminishes... The feelings of the winner it's like well wait i'm better than everybody right but we all get the same trophy like that and doesn't what, make sense and what it also does it also diminishes the level of the competition right right because no one is competing at an elite level or trying mm-hmm. their hardest because no, no one's striving to do their best no because if everyone's going to do well then what are we all here fighting for right you know yeah and again like i don't know the whole thing pissed me off because I was just reading the details of the indictment. Yeah. I remember being taken to LSAT. Mm-hmm. And I did not do good my first time. Not LSAT. Sorry. Ooh, that mm-hmm. was, well, that's also PTSD. <laughs> uh, the SAT. Okay. And not doing the greatest. And this is back when it was on 1200. I think it's back to 1600. I mean, I think it's back to 1600. Okay. I know at one point it went it to like 24. 24. I was like, it was I like a third part. Yeah. But. I remember, like, not doing that great. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. And I was like, let me take the ACT. And I was oh, like, okay, I did a little okay. better. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, bitch, but let me get back to the SAT. Right. Because the ACT felt like, mm, girl, you ain't got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was like, 
it was like the the second it was the Meryl Streep of college. Right. And, it was the um, Glenn yeah. Close of college admissions. Yeah. But um, I, I I do remember all of a sudden that you know junior year when you're taking it, mm-hmm. like students who were like pretty smart or I thought were smarter than me coming mm-hmm. in with like a note and they get like unlimited time. Mm-hmm. But it's like okay, well you have to have a note from like. A psychiatrist or a specialist. Mm -hmm. It goes to access of healthcare, and I think that this has really illuminated many of the ways in which access to wealth, money, and power Mm -hmm. can allow you more ways to circumvent systems Mm -hmm. that are meant to level the playing field. Right, and it's just totally unfair. Mm -hmm. And the part that hurts me is that I know that nothing's going to come from this. Mm -hmm. I don't think that these parents are going to be. They're not going to do any jail time. No, this is a white collar. You know, this is white collar. Mm But it, it is fraudulent. It's very fraudulent. But, it, but honestly, it's no more fraudulent than lying to the police about an attack in Chicago. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> but how are we handling them? Well, in in their little Hollywood communities, there's going to be a little talk. There's these are you know, it's going to be a little bit of gossip and talk mm-hmm. here and there. But it's not really going to affect them at the end of the day. They're not going to be cleaning up the highway. No, no. they're not going to be doing no community service. But I Chain think game. we need to really send a message that this shit is not cool and it ain't right. Well, okay. In this situation, I think people are going to say, well, who's who was harmed? the victim in this? Who's being harmed? What's the harm? Yeah, they Shaquita paid... Shaquita and Jamal. I mean, so uh, they're... And Rosita. <laughs> and Fam Nam. But they paid a bunch of money. They're not going to get that back. They took some spots. I mean, did they really take the spots from these kids? Right. We'll never know that. We always give rich people a pass, and that's the problem. And you need to stick it to them. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think anything's going to happen. Oh, I know anything. I know nothing's going to happen. Yeah. But I think that something should. But eh. that's not the way America works. But it won't. Child, let's get on to the next category. Instead of being college-bound, let's talk about who's Broadway-bound. All right. Who is that? Bitch, she is giving me more. She is a working it, bitch. She is... Um, is she toxic? Yeah, she's toxic. Okay. But she's lucky. She's a star. <laughs> Britney Spears, bitch. Oh, sorry. Sorry to double back. I know you don't watch Drag Race, but you really need to go back last week because... Oh, please. No. Well, they talked about Mariah. They had a whole segment on Mariah Carey. And I heard it was trash. It was garbage. Oh, my yeah. God. It was trash. Mm-hmm. And you would be so upset. But that's why I want you to watch it. No, I'm good on that. You need to read them, girls. <laughs> that's why they had... That's why Rue was, like, so upset. Yeah. Rue was like, you have Mariah Carey? Yeah. And you didn't perform? Didn't even know, yeah. You didn't even know that Mariah Carey's fans are called Lambs? Mm-hmm. And, Mar- and, and Rue was so pissed. Rue was like, oh, y'all got to lip sync for your life. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to it. Yeah. Uh, Britney Spears is getting her own Broadway show. Um, and it's called Once Upon a One More Time. Mm. <laughs> That's a horrible name. <laughs> Why? Because it's too many words. What is, it's Once Upon a One More Time. So I think that there's just going to be this whole fairy tale Disney Cinderella esque story okay. interlaced with Britney mm. songs from her catalog. Mm-mm. Now, I don't think that this is going to be um, critically acclaimed. At all, but it may be a commercial you never success. Know. You know, I didn't. You know, I remember because you know I like my Broadways mm-hmm. and my plays. I thought that Legally Black, Black, <laughs> the Jungle Juice City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never thought that Legally Blonde <laughs> was going to be a good Broadway hit. You saw it? 
Nein, sie aus. Because bitch, I'm still not gonna see it. But she's still there. Okay. She's still she's still selling tickets. Well, they got a contract. They got a. But the contracts three keep, years. keep getting renewed. Uh, you know. Yes. But I would never see no Harry Potter on Broadway. I could hardly I would see sit that. through the movies. I would see that. Mm. Well, I would see Legally Blonde, and I would probably see Mean Girls too. Because Mean they, Girls is on Broadway. Yeah, because it's like a story so you kind of know like, I would see Mean Girls because that's just like a cult classic yeah, yeah. and I love it I mean I do like Legally Blonde mm-hmm. I was actually watching Legally Blonde too before we got to the studio okay. <laughs> but I don't know to me it just seems like you silly. know the dog died <gasps> Bruiser yeah no mm-hmm. oh no yeah he died like over the weekend I think was his mama able to get out the um the cosmetic <laughs> testing facility to go to the funeral probably okay good <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know the Titus Burgess. Mm-hmm. He plays a Titus Andromedon from and, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh-huh. He, and he's on that. Um, he's on what? <laughs> that detergent commercial. Oh, with the pods? Yes. It's not Tide Pods. It's not the pods. It's, it's, it's the, the Unstoppables or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the little beads. Yes. He, um, he bought the rights to The Preacher's Wife. Oh. And he's mm. doing the music to make mm-hmm. it a Broadway musical. No. Oh, come on. It's going to be good. No. It's going to be good. Because ain't nobody going to sing it like Whitney. I know. So they need to just leave it alone. I do want to go see the Cher show. Mm, I don't think I know enough of her songs to see that. Well, anyway, back to Britney. Uh-huh. We'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be a whole hot-ass mess. It's going to be um, the whole One More Time mm-hmm. BMA's performance on Broadway. But I'd pay to see <laughs> that. Songs does not give me more. Oh, that's, that's what I meant. Oh. Wait, what did I say? Oh, you my said God. One More Time. Give me, give me, give me more, more. Give me more. No, but a horrible experience. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? I would pay. Ratty weed. To, I would pay to see that. Because uh-uh. I still remember where I was when that performance that happened. That was a hot mess. It was epic. It was an epic fail. It was, it was, it was iconic. <laughs> In a bad way. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would want to see that because I just don't know how they would do it. I'm just like, uh, if it's creative enough, okay. Because right. you know, like, um, what... Because, like, Kinky Boots uses whose music? Cindy Lauper? I think, yes. Yeah. So, if it's done like that, then okay. But if it's just, like, her music videos laced together. No, I don't think okay. it's there's going to be some Broadway, you know, artistry brought into okay. this production. But we'll just see what it is. I mean, Britney has a catalog. She does. She does. Her residency is postponed, though. Is it? Yeah, her dad's um, sick or um, in hospice or something. Yeah, he's in control of the conservatorship. No, I think it's done. Oh, it's over. Yeah, I think it's over. Is she still dating that nice Arab man? Mm -hmm. Mm. Go ahead, girl. (laughs) She is so lucky. Mm -mm -mm. Is he a star? No, he's not. Oh, he will be after this, though. All right, child. Let's get into this next category. See, my my voice is almost as deep as Maurice's. Not quite. Yes, it is. So, speaking of someone who wants to be White House bound, our next category is a political, political one. You know we love the politics. We do, <laughs> but it's just a lot. And I'm already, like, this election cycle already has me worn out. The fuck out. Like, I think there's, what, 17 or 18 Democratic candidates so far? Too damn much. Yeah, so over the past few days, um, Robert O'Rourke, mm-hmm. also known as Beto, 
has announced his run for the candidacy. Okay. And I am not here for it at all. Why? Well, okay. First of all, Beto, you lost your Senate run like four months ago. Tis true. And you up here trying to be a whole president? Girl. Well, you know, they blame that on Beyonce. She was a little late. She was. (laughs) (laughs) She was like two hours too late, girl. So I'm like, you should be like somewhere trying to regroup, like get your shit together and then come with something. Like four months later, I just feel like, you know, he had this little moment. And if you look at, you know, his media presence over the past few months, Mm -hmm. I would say. Right. He's like trying to ride this wave of like popularity. I think. And I get the feeling like he's just trying to be a celebrity at this point. Because I think his, yeah, his social media, like he's trying to do everything for the likes. And he had this whole documentary that um, premiered at what, Sundance or South by Southwest or something. Mm. And it's just like, girl, you're doing the most, like. And the least. And the least. Like, all of his <laughs> answers, if you ask, like, if you see his interviews with, where they ask him, like, very simple policy questions, every time he answers, uh, well, I don't really know. I don't know. So what do you know? I don't know. And not for nothing, he don't even, he, he's not good looking. Not to me. Not that well, that should matter. I don't, well, he's young. Is he? He looks old. I think he's like 40 something. You're lying. No. I thought I picked him for at least mid fifties. No, I think he's forty something. Well, Mister Beto, I'm going to recommend a hyaluronic acid because your skin is dry as fuck, and you also need to get to that under eye <laughs> puffiness. You maybe should do like a um a caffeine solution at night and a good eye cream for restorative mm-hmm. repair. His shit is fucked. He's forty six. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. But and you need SPF. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that Texas sun do be hot. He just, he looks really old, really? He does, but I mean, that's a bad picture though. Mm, yeah, but I mean, he just, to me, like he just seems to be trying to get attention and like he has these endorsements from these celebrities. And so he just, did to, he beat Bernie's like one day rate, like fundraising amount? No, he didn't. Release, I thought it was 6 million. He didn't release it. I just, the last okay. time I checked. I saw a report saying that he reached oh, really? $6 million. Well, good for you, girl. But, yeah, I just think that, you know, he's on this social media wave. And he's trying to... I think this presidency run or whatever, because I don't... I foresee him dropping out, you know, pretty early on. I just think he's trying to use this to get him to the next level of celebrity. Like, I don't think he really thinks he can become president or thinks that he even wants to be president. I don't think so. I think he's just doing it just because he thinks he has this hype built up around him right now. And he's just trying to ride this wave. And he's just trying to ride this wave. Yeah, like, I mean, he got these endorsements from um, Beyonce, like you said, Eva Longoria, LeBron James, Ellen DeGeneres, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm like, none of y'all don't even live in Texas. So why y'all endorsing people? Right. Who you can't even vote for. I think that's a symptom of the of the culture, of this popularity culture. Mm-hmm. It feels like high school, like, intensified. Mm-hmm. It's just for, like, yeah. it's all a popularity contest. Yeah. And it's not the person who's 
best suited, smartest, or has the best no. skill. And I think that it's sad. Like, we all knew the person going in high school, keeping mm-hmm. it collegiate and mm-hmm. stuff, or even in college. Yeah. Who was like, you know, smart, popular, always had the nice clothes, mm-hmm. always looked good. Mm-hmm. But if you stripped all that away, mm-hmm. if you threw them in a pool, so to speak, what did they have left? They were right. they had no substance. Right, right. And like in high school, I kind of always like rebuffed that. Mm-hmm. Even in college, I rebuffed it. I'm like, no, the people who are going to be the CEOs and running the world mm-hmm. and being the captains of, you know, commerce, enterprise, right. you know, technology, medicine, mm-hmm. the law, education, are going to be the people who are nerds and studying right. and in them books mm-hmm. and not worried about their outward appearance Basically. or being popular. Yeah. But it's really concerning to me that now, real world has become a popularity contest and the kids who are popular are running stuff and they're running it into the ground while the smart people out here Mm -hmm. can't even get a job yeah it's like what is the world becoming it's really scary but for me the thing with Beto I don't even know how to say his damn name so that's another thing like he is using a um, Hispanic pronunciation because in Hispanic culture if your name ends in Erto, like Alberto, uh-huh. Roberto, then the nickname is Beto. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's his real name? Robert. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Robert. So, so Dick O'Rourke. Robert. So we're going to call him Dick. That's Richard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. Because you know why? Why? Samantha Jones. Oh, okay. oh, she yeah, did it, yeah, yeah. oh my god! Uh-huh. Richard, I forgot that Richard's dick. Mm-hmm. So Bob, mm-hmm. Bob, mm-hmm. um, cut the shit. Basically, you're Bob. We're gonna call you Bob. But the yeah. problem I have with him is like they had that Bendy Fair cover, and it was like, mm-hmm. I want to be in it. I want to. I'm the man. I was born to do this, girl. And it's just like perpetuating the whole like narrative uh what do you mean you were born to do this mm-hmm. so the the person who is just ordained or just going to be um coronated mm-hmm. with the title of presidency is just born as a white man like that to me wow. to say i'm born to do this mm-hmm. it's almost like we live in a democracy mm-hmm. and anybody is born to do right. this but you as a white man living in 2019 mm-hmm. you have to be a little bit sensitive about you saying you were born to do this because your people have kept everyone else from it mm-hmm. you know like uh-huh. you know like prince william was born Subby King one day. Yeah. That's, but that's how that that's, works. Yeah, a lot different. We don't do that over here Mm-mm. across the pond. But then he's also trying to pander too, because did you hear when he was like, I know I have white privilege? Do you? Because then you call yourself Bob. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> but, bitch, did you see that he was in some kind of like little hacker group when he was in, co- in high school or college or something? No. And he wrote this manifesto about killing kids. <gasps> no it was i forget something about a cow was the name of the group and he wrote this essay or short story or something about running over kids with his car and how happy it would make him feel you're kidding me right no, i'm serious please send me the google links after this so I yeah can do the research because mm-hmm. that's insane because yeah. it's a whole bunch of little white boys in america who mm-hmm. identify with this man i don't like yeah. him off of what we said yeah. i'm not here for him i'm not At featuring all. him i also don't like how he said something about like oh well you know i need a woman as a, as a vice president as a vice president yeah well motherfucker what makes you think that a woman want to run right. with you like again right. you clearly have white male privilege but you have mm-hmm. no understanding of the fact that you had it besides somebody told you that you have it right so we're not featuring you at category is we're not giving you our endorsement at all 
Girl, bye. Bye. Bye, Robert. <laughs> Adios. You can go sit over there with the other Robert. Basically. Because we don't feature none of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't touch some little girls. <laughs> but keep it in the same vein mm-hmm. of uh, White House hopefuls. Miss Booker <laughs> has, um, you know, Cory Booker, uh, senator from New Jersey, I'm from the done. great state of Nueva Jersey. No, man. Uh, his girlfriend. <laughs> his partner. His, like, homegirl. His beard. Pretty much. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, come mm, forward. Mm. To say that they're in a relationship and they're, and they're in, in love. love, girl. Bye, sis. Stop it. I didn't believe that. Like who, you are not else, that good of an actress. Who else out here? She's really not, Mm-mm. honey. We saw you in, in Rent <laughs> and the other movies. We forgot. We can't even name. She was in that. Uh, what was the thing on Netflix with the black guy? I can't even tell you. I don't know Rosario's catalog. Yes, you do. Luke Cage on Netflix. I don't know. I don't really watch the the Marvel. She was in Luke Cage and she was in Jessica Jones. And Jessica Jones. And she was in Iron Fist. So she was getting a nice little um, Netflix check. Oh, she needs Netflix checks. Mm-hmm. But they all got canceled. So I guess she got a new gig and she's playing <laughs> Cory Booker's girlfriend. Okay, honey. Yeah. See what that the that, role that, of that a contract lifetime. sees. Yes. Yeah. I just my thing is who what other candidates are out here having their girlfriends or spouses announce that they're in love like right. it's like if you're really in love you need to you do don't that. have to say that but you on know, TMZ thank you and it's like girl and it's just like then like I think it's just because you know most people when you're a partner or you decide to join your life with someone mm-hmm. you become a, a, a unit and you right. operate as a unit right. in a team right but I don't think there's Units here because I mean even when your girlfriend boyfriend it's still not unit because it's like I'm still me you still you mm-hmm. but we we're working towards unit right but I think that this is just the contracts and the timing she has mm-hmm. to film here she has to film there so she's like look it's really like it's just it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, a job ad. it's yeah. a job she's mm-hmm. like I'm gonna do my you know four posts on Instagram a month exactly. I'm gonna give my you know my mm-hmm. few statements to these news outlets yeah. and I'll see you at these three pre arranged events at these times yeah that's, that's what it, it is yeah who else is doing this nobody we already tr- went through this with you Corey with um the poet the Instagram, Instagram poet. poet yeah and, and then Miss Gale. Well, no, nobody was believing that. No. But like he there was like another older woman that he was allegedly with or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I think around last year when he was thinking about running or whatever. But then Rosario came about like the end of the year. Right. Like, <sighs> and this is my thing. I think that, you know, Corey's what in his what? Late forties? Gotta be fifty. Almost fifty. Yeah. He's He's not the best looking man, but he's a good looking he man. He got that like lazy eye. I mean, I have one of them too, but <laughs> you know, so I, I can empathize. But he's a good looking man, right? He's a high powered, influential man. He's successful. He's he's smart. I think a lot of women would actually like to be with him. I don't think it would be but hard. But he don't want to be with no woman, and that's the point. Yeah. And we see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. My thing is this: okay, let's say he gets to like the top three, right? We got the DNC. It's him, mm-hmm. Robert, and, and, and Kamala. Just right. I'm just pulling the names mm-hmm. in my in my consciousness. Mm-hmm. Then we going to get you gotcha. 
with all the gays because you know the gays gonna come talk. They gonna come for them. They gonna go to TMZ. Yeah. They gonna go to Shade Room. Yeah. They gonna go to everybody with receipts. Because please oh, believe yeah. a gay keeps a receipt. Oh yeah, definitely. And then it's gonna be a problem. Yeah, I'm just like, if he was out here like, bad. you know, I'm queer. I'm here and I'm running for president. <laughs> Then that'd be a totally different conversation. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he's not. And if this is, you know what? This is also my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm never about out nobody. You know, the streets talk. They say what they need to say. People Mm -hmm. say what they need to say. All this is alleged, by the way. That's true. This is all alleged. But. But. You know, but I feel like it would just be different. I wish that, you know, it could be the another way but but, but I, he feels it can't i honestly don't think that he'd be successful if it i don't think a gay candidate for president would be successful so i mean but it's then, his choice and and I don't, i'm not about i'm not in the business of outing folks mm-hmm. but but okay the the wider question is hypothetically mm-hmm. wink if he was gay uh-huh. which he may or may not be right then why go through all of this? What does it perpetuate for a gay person to feel like I have to do all of this to feel legitimate in society? How many times as a young little boy did you feel that way? That you had to get a girlfriend, fuck all these bitches. Ooh. (laughs) Who's doing that? I'm sorry. This is Jungle Juice. You know, play all these sports, do right. all this macho masculine stuff to be perceived as a legitimate heterosexual male. Or not even just heterosexual, but just a legitimate male. Male, right. And it's just, I, w- I just want people to be able to live their truth, be who you are, like, girl. And that's good, well, and fine, but that's not the world in which we live. And you know what? I always appreciate the gaggery of it all. Like... <laughs> You think you're going to get up in the White House and then be like... And then turn it. And then, bitch, I would gag. And I would live for it. Right? Because we do... But, us gays do live for, you know... A stunt, a stunt queen and a show. And a show, honey. You know, girl, <laughs> that, that would be the ultimate. It would be, but... I just don't... <laughs> I just think it would set everybody back. It would set us back. We could push us forward and it'd be a gag of a lifetime. <laughs> it would That's be. all I'm saying. Yeah. It'd be the gag of history. It would. You know? But... And then he could maybe do a presidential reality dating show, a la The Bachelor. The Bachelor. You know, I think I would make a great first husband. The China <laughs> would be bombed. The East Egg Roll would be popping. Pop bitch. <laughs> the garments. The garments uh, I would serve. Yes. You think Billy Did Porter was see? doing something, bitch? Wait yes. till I come through, Did bitch. You see the Prime Minister of Ireland, he brought his boyfriend to meet Mike Pence. Who was telling me about that? You didn't see that? It was recently. It was over the weekend, I think. There was a... Oh, the Prime Minister of Ireland. Yes. I watched Mm -hmm. a documentary about the Prime Minister of... No, no. Ambassador on Netflix. Uh Of... um, Was it Denmark? Mm. It was older... It was in Europe, yeah. yeah, It was an older documentary. His boyfriend Mm -hmm. was fine. He was like... You know how the gays do now Mm -hmm. with this premature gray. They just be dying it. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that we are seeing more gays rise to, Mm -hmm. you know elite positions or right. high positions within government and corporations. And that's where we need to be because no see no shape. We've been running the world from the shadows. <laughs> the depths. From the depths. For long enough. Right. And bitch, we deserve the spotlight too. That's true. You know, everything we do is hot. 
and popping. <laughs> y'all makeup, y'all hair, the clothes you wear, the slang you speak, right. the TV shows you watch. Mm-hmm. It's us. It's a gay up in all of that. It's gay all up and through, and you mm-hmm. don't even realize. Down to the church. Down to the church. The car you drive. Who you think made that candy red pink? <laughs> or that, that, that candy apple red? You know? All these trainers at the gym. <laughs> Don't talk about body, trainers right? at the gym, bitch. We are everywhere. We are all up and through. We make shit hot. You ready or not? Just get down with it. Stop operating in secrecy. Exactly, Corey. So come correct. I almost said come out of the closet. Come on. I'm coming now. Mm-hmm. I want the world to know. That was my ringtone in high school. It was? Well, that was my ringtone, like, right, you know, in college. And shake it off. <laughs> my Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I prefer it's like that. Huh? I prefer it's like that. It's like that? Yeah. No, shake it off was way better. Really? No. No, that was good. It's like that is like more like to get you hype and get you started. Nah, shake it off. No, from emancipation. When I hear shake it off, I think of um, Taylor Swift. What? Shake it off. Yeah. On that that grocery store board. Nah, said you gotta shake it up. Mm -hmm. Cause the love it was too slow. That's too slow. Oh, but that's Mariah Carey's pocket. Yeah. Well, we'll see in a few weeks. Oh, we go to the concert. Well, I don't talk. know. Yeah, we'll, we'll decide off there. All right, we'll decide, yes. <laughs> okay. All right, child, well, let's get into... I, I said, said what I said. said. All right, Maurice, what you got to say? My I said what I said this week kind of goes back to our first topic about people being dumb. And I just think that we got a lot of dumb people in society today. <laughs> oh, God. <And laughs> that, that's a broad brush. But I feel you. But people are just... Dumb. Like I noticed when I was, when I'm driving to work now, mm-hmm. there's so many just people just are dumb. Like I think there should probably be like a IQ test along with the driving test. Okay. Because people are just stupid. But anyway, my I say well, stupid or distracted. Both. Okay. Yeah. Both. But my I said what I said this week is people need to stop being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> How does one do that? But it hinges, yeah, step one, be smarter. So, (laughs) I said what I said this week. I came across this article a little while ago, and it's this man in Mumbai, and he is suing his parents for giving birth to him. Okay. Dumb. Okay. Right? He said they created him without his consent and subjected him to a life full of noise, confusion, and suffering. Yeah, that's 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 really insane. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't want to get all legal, but, but there's such a thing. It's called wrongful birth. <laughs> like, like wrongful like, death? Yeah, like there's a legal claim you can bring called wrongful death. So like, for example, if a loved one, mm-hmm. um, you know, is given a wrong diagnosis yeah. by a doctor that she was like super that's obvious, that's yeah. wrongful death. Mm-hmm. Or if like, you know, they were... They died under circumstances under which they otherwise wouldn't. It's okay. called wrongful death. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a legal philosophy or idea called wrongful birth, which is people were born under certain circumstances under which they shouldn't be. So Such now, as... this is this is in instances where a parent has like a, a tubal ligation mm-hmm. or a vasectomy, but then they still get pregnant. 
Mm. And then like abortion is against like the religion or they don't want to do that. And it's like, look, I paid the money to have this procedure so that I do not have any more children. No. And then what they'll do is they'll sue the doctors because they'll say this is a wrongful birth because I went through the process of not wanting any more children and now I have children and I have to bear the cost of having said children. Courts are very reluctant to give awards for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there have been a few instances in America where children have also, children who were born with like severe, severe disabilities and such, Mm -hmm. and they were born, then would sue their parents. But the courts are just like, but you still have the gift of life. And the gift of life is beautiful and wonderful. But I feel it though. I'm not that I feel what he's saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just like, I ain't want all this. <laughs> I, mean, I know life is going to be this hard. I ain't sign up for this. <laughs> but this man is like a CEO of some company. Oh, stop. So he's got like money. Right. So, I mean, you ain't hurting that bad. True. That you are, you know, want to sue your parents for not getting your consent. But there's like, apparently. But your consent wouldn't have been given because you weren't even here. Exactly. Sis. Exactly. It's stupid. And it's like this whole um, ethical philosophy called anti-natalism, where people just think that they shouldn't have been born or something like that. It's stupid. And y'all wasting the court time. The, and all the way. wasted my time for even reading this article. So right. I'm done with you. And I said what I said. All right. Well, Maya said I said. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do Jungle Juice no more. <laughs> That's a wrap. Yeah. We're going to wine next mm-hmm. week. My, I said what I said, goes to support of black businesses. And don't get me wrong. I believe that we should support black business. I have yeah. family members that are black business owners. Mm-hmm. I look at myself as a black. This is a black business on this very here podcast. We like support. Yes. Please like, rate, subscribe. <laughs> we need to set up a Patreon page. Ooh. Or OnlyFans. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not doing the OnlyFans <laughs> now. How much are you willing to show for $9.99 a month? <laughs> you know, booty hole. No. That is just OnlyFans is for underpaid models who like sticking things in their butt. Oh, God. That's all it's for. Well, you know, it's a lot of talent on OnlyFans. My whole thing is that I don't, I don't got no OnlyFans subscription. You can find the OnlyFans <laughs> on Pornhub for free. So, bitch, what you doing? My bitster. Thank you. Okay. But back to my, I said, uh, support black-owned businesses. And I know that what I'm going to say sounds um, controversial, but I don't... I, it's twofold. I think that mm-hmm. I'm going to speak about black people always expecting the hookup. Wow. Stop expecting the hookup. I'm sorry. When you I go to work, expect it, but but no, black nice. people do. I think that black people we devalue our own, and I think that when we go to a black person who mm-hmm. is a hairstylist, makeup artist, oh, a black okay. owned restaurant, a black accountant, a black lawyer, we mm-hmm. expect the discount. Oh, I thought you meant like at the restaurant where they give you like a large fry when you order the medium. I get that. No, a lot. no, I'm talking about to a black business owner oh. who is an, oftentimes like a um, a sole proprietor of mm-hmm. their business. They are running their business. And it's a lot of hard work to be a business owner and to do your thing out here. Mm -hmm. And when you are a black person, a lot of white people sometimes are going to be kind of inherently hesitant to even take you on Mm -hmm. or or to, you know, employ you. So a lot of times your uh, clientele is going to be people who look like you. But then you got to deal with the bullshit of people who looking like you wanting a discount 
or wanting hey, um, a reduced deal? price. Mm-hmm. And what that inherently says is, is well, I don't value your work yeah. as much as I value the white people's work. Right. When your work is just as good, if not better, right? Because you understand certain unique um, things mm-hmm. or attributes or aspects given your clients, mm-hmm. and they want the hookup. Yeah. How. Ever. And I think it's BS. Pay people what they're worth. Actually, pay back people more. Support our own. But we're, that's, that's, we can get a whole bunch pay of concepts. Pay me what you owe me. Thank you, Beyonce. Mm-hmm, that's Rihanna. Oh. Um, <laughs> run me my check. The, uh, is that what she says? No, no. <laughs> collect she? your check, come at their neck. Yes, collect your check, disrespect come at their neck. Disrespect me, no, you won't. Thank you. Disrespect me, no, you won't. Pay me full price. Nope. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for stamping <laughs> on the table. But also conversely, as a person who likes to support black-owned businesses, mm-hmm. black-owned businesses, don't give me the hokey-doke. Don't give me the um the runaround. Don't give me the bullshit. Because my money spends just like everybody else's. And I find that there's lots of times where I will go to, I'm not going to name no names, but mm-hmm. I go to black, you know, I'm a foodie. I go to a black-owned restaurant in the city, and the service is poor. Horrible. The food is 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 cold. I got to walk up to the bar to go get a a, 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 a replenishment of water. They serve glory greens out the can, right? And it's just it's it's, it's poor quality. It's yeah. poor focus on service. Um, it's not responsive. And it's like, hey, you know what? I'm here supporting you, mm-hmm. but give me a good product. Yeah. And I think that that's where I, this dialogue comes back and forth in terms of black people wanting or expecting a hookup. But you also have to mitigate that with, am I getting the best product because I can go right. over to a white owned establishment mm-hmm. and get the same thing, get more bang for my buck. Okay. You know, so mm-hmm. I think that as black business owners and entrepreneurs, we really need to focus on giving the top of the line service and mm-hmm. products to our clients. Yeah. And that our black clients also need to pay us that coin, run me my check, run me my money, <laughs> pay me what you owe me, run me my money, put it in the microwave where you got it from. What's that from? Remember College Hill? No, me on BET. No, me and I watch it. It was like the real world of BET. No, I don't watch BET. No, <laughs> this is like a black business. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't feature BET. No, I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't watch BET. I watch VH1 and MTV. Uh, man, <laughs> you're a hypocrite. <laughs> I'm not a hypocrite. <laughs> but BET's problematic. See, <laughs> it's complicated being black. Mess. See all the extra things we got to think about uh, in our mess. daily routine. Oh my god, I can't. Wait but y'all, I said <laughs> what I said, and don't challenge me, Maurice. I am done with you, Linda. <laughs> child, that was a mess. So before we get into tens i just want to give a quick announcement since this week's uh episode seems to be around the theme of college mm-hmm. that college life yeah um a formative show for me in college i understand i came up with the time where television was a was a tang mm-hmm. now i realize that the whole world operates on the internet it does and social media yeah. and instagram instagram but logo mm-hmm. was a thing in the early 2000s logo and bravo yeah. Basically, I learned everything I learned about being gay from <laughs> Stop from three shows. And I understand that it's an issue and this is harmful and problematic. But yeah. I learned about gayness from Oz. <laughs> you said HBO? Yes. Stop. 
Adabisi. Adabisi. Remember he tied Kenny to that bed. Child. No, what was the one in the wheelchair? <laughs> but you know, I, I still have, uh, I still have a crush on um, Christopher Maloney. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, you said that before. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's up there with, um, who's that white man? Oh my God. Who's my bae from New Orleans? He's the musician. Harry. No, no. Harry Connick Harry Jr. Connick. Oh, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I love me some Harry Connick Jr. Ew. <gasps> You're like a middle-aged white woman. Yes, that's Ew. who I am. How many times do I have to tell you that shit? <laughs> <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. is my husband. He's like awkward. He is amazing. Don't speak mm-hmm. negatively of him. Right, in girl. my presence. What's the third show? Oh, oh, the second show was Queer as Folk. Mm-hmm. Quite obvious. And the third show was Noah's Ark. Queer as Folk was a Showtime one. Was it the one in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Ooh, uh-uh. They did too many drugs on there. Well, it was it was a moment mm-hmm. on that show. But Queer as Folk, I mean, for the time that I came okay. up, was important. Okay. But for me, Noah's Ark was like the third show. But okay. it was the epitome show because that was the only show that had like blackness and yeah, gayness you know, intertwined. Yeah. And I just want to announce to the people that according to the internets, which run the world, uh, seasons one and two... Which, to my knowledge, are the only seasons. Yeah, there's only two. Of Noah's Ark. And in that movie. Yeah. Mm. Um, jump in the broom. Wow. As if I would ever. I wouldn't. Um, I mean, if you choose to do so, that's your thing. But I feel like, leave that tradition where? Back there. Mm-hmm. We don't got to do that no more. Mm-mm. But seasons one and two mm-hmm. of Noah's Ark are now streaming for free on Logo's uh, YouTube page. Oh, okay. Ain't that lovely? Oh. I'm about to go watch tonight. All Who, right. Who's your favorite character? My favorite character was, I think, Chance. The professor? Yeah. Of course. The one I, like, connect with the most is probably Chance. But I also Who'd you want to do? Um, the doctor one. Hold on. What's his name? On Trey? Wilson Cruz. Trey or... No. Oh, oh, oh. Trey had too many muscles for me. He looked like the Hulk. Yeah. And his high yellow. Yeah. And he had pink nipples, but I would say... <laughs> um. Wilson Cruz. Wilson Cruz. And Wilson he's Cruz. Still looking good. Get it? Mm-hmm. He's like daddy. Yes. He got a nice body though for his age. Mm-hmm. I did like Wilson Cruz because he works at a little HIV clinic. Yeah, he has a doctor yeah. there. Mm-hmm. My favorite, of course, is Noah. Well, I could see that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Identify because you extra with Noah. You always got a drama. Always indecisive. Uh-huh. Always just life's in shambles. Yeah. And then um, Wade, his cornrows was always like looked like he just came out of prison. I felt like that was like now that we have all these male hairies. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was the original. Like, I think that was mirror. his real hair. Really, yeah. it looked like a weave. But it was. I mean, Wade had a nice face, but cornrows was just. I, I never featured them, but no. that was also the style back then. Yeah, and straight backs, but it's but a the one, the one I wanted to do mm-hmm. was the whole. I love Ricky? Me some Ricky. Ricky Ooh. was fine. Uh, Ricky's like five two. He's way too short. Ricky was fine. You know he was a backup dancer for Janet Jackson. Yeah, you know he was one of the dancers pulling Britney Spears across that stage during really? the Give Me More. Ooh. Go back and watch. Mm. He should have pulled her off stage. <laughs> Ricky was fine. I guess. All right, well that was enough. Now. <laughs> but going back to tens, tens, tens across the board. Who's your tens, Maurice? I'm giving tens to one of your. Least favorite people. Who? Kim Kardashian West. Because... Don't do that. She's not actually one of my least favorite people. That's not true. That is true. No, the, Car- so the Kardashian family is one of my least favorite well, families. Anyway. So I'm giving tens to Kim Kardashian West because she offered to pay 
mm-hmm. five years worth of rent for an, a former inmate. Matthew Charles was released from some prison and he served 20 years out of a 35 year sentence for a nonviolent drug and weapons charge. He was released early. So Kim wanted to, you know, cause you know, she's like getting big into the prison reform she's and shown, like helping out, yeah. um, inmates and things. And she, so, she's demonstrated a commitment to, to uh, criminal justice. Yeah. Reform. To criminal justice reform. And so she was trying to be, you know, secretive about it. And she offered to pay five years worth of rent so he can, you know, help him get back on his feet. Like he wouldn't have to pay rent, you know, get his like finances together and mm-hmm. things like that. And so Matthew Charles posted on his Facebook page, you know, this huge shout out to her about how she made this offer to him and how he was just so appreciative and he couldn't hold in his excitement and enthusiasm. But also, he, I think he was trying to, you know, get a little attention. Raise his profile. Raise his profile. Job. Yeah, because he needed a job and a place to stay. Right. And so... He um, tried to let them, uh, them leasing agents know that he got five <laughs> years of money in the bank. Basically. <laughs> well, it's not helping because he's gotten denied from several. Um, really? Yeah. Why? Because of his status as a, as a felon or... Most likely, yeah. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. That's so unfortunate. Yeah. But, you know, I give tens to to Kim Kardashian for, you know, making this offer. And I really think she's, you know, committed to seeing it through. She has reached out and posted several times about, you know, if anyone in the, I think he's in Nashville, Mm -hmm. in the area who, you know, owns a rental property or whatever, you know, would be willing to accept his application, you know. Bam, she's going to pay cash. Cash money. Money. Five years in yeah. advance up front. Mm-hmm. You know, I did see her post on Instagram, and I really, I commend her. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, um, you know, all the other things negatively I say against her aside, I give her straight up props. And I think that good. it's a good thing that she's doing, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of her. Um, because not only, it wasn't a one and done with that no, woman, with and I think she's woman. shown a mm-hmm. demonstrated commitment to this. Yeah. Um, You know... With the whole him posting a social media thing, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I my problem with the Kardashians is, is like I here we go. It's not a no. It's I I, I give her props. I think she's amazing and wonderful, mm-hmm. and I think that she's using her platform to to spread a lot of knowledge and mm-hmm. awareness. And for that, she's amazing. I can say nothing negative. Like straight up, get your husband on board. But. Well. That aside, mm-hmm. I still, it's just this, it's, I think it's a relationship with the family as a whole and knowing mm-hmm. how they kind of work. And it's just a little bit distrustworthy. It's like, how? Oh. I'm also a cynical person, you maybe. Are. I think that, you know, maybe they, as a part of the terms of the agreement of this man accepting this money, that he had to possibly promote it on, I don't think so. on social media. But Kim it's also like, you know, she could have just quietly purchased him a little home and went about the business no because i think that i i see i think that it makes more sense for her to give him rent money i think it does as well you know you because he can't flip it turn it exactly and and you it also you know kind of puts more emphasis on his you know getting himself together right building himself you can it's not a handout yeah if you give a man a fish yeah no i think the rent money makes more sense as well i'm Mm -hmm. not i'm not suggesting that she buy the home right but it's just that you know what? I'm just gonna leave my critique. Oh, Thank okay. you, Kim Kardashian. Yeah. I really, I think you're amazing and wonderful. You know, tens, tens, sure. <laughs> uh, my tens this hater. week. Uh, I'm not a hater. My tens this week goes to 17 year old Will Connolly. 
and you might not know who Will Connolly is, but you know, this past week and there was a uh, deadly, horrific and gruesome mm-hmm. um, attack massacre at a mosque in Christchurch, New Zealand. And it is a travesty. It is a, it's, a, it's an act of terrorism and it's very, very sad because 49 people's lives were lost in a senseless act of violence in a place of worship, Mm -hmm. which should be sacred and protected and should one should never have to fear for their lives. And for me, I was really, really saddened that Mm -hmm. day when I heard that news Mm -hmm. because it's just become normalized in our culture Mm -hmm. where it's just like you hear it and you don't skip a beat. And that's a problem. Yeah. And I think that there's been this wave of radicalism and white nationalism or white supremacy that is not only happening here in America, but sweeping mm-hmm. across the world. Yeah. New Zealand is a fairly safe country. They have yeah. like, what, one or two murders in the yeah. prior year? Mm-hmm. And then they go to 49 in a massacre like this? I thought it was more than that now. Well, I think they're attributing a lot of the, the violence mm-hmm. to some of this white supremacy. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is targeted on this group of people. And Definitely. this was also the first live streamed oh, terrorist that's attack. Another thing. Yeah. And this is like where we have to really seriously look at the problems that social media is creating. Yeah. People think that they're playing, um, what's that, that, that video game? Where like you would like kill people yeah. and um like um, white prostitutes. Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto. Auto. Like yeah. people think it's like Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. No, this is real life. Yeah. Real consequences. Mm-hmm. People's wives, people's children, people's mothers. You see that married couple? They had like just got married. It's it's so so sad. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, we'll hold a candlelight vigil, we'll pray, we'll send our our you know our best wishes. Nah, fuck that. Like I'm to the point where like I'm tired of hearing about this, but yeah. I feel like I'm, it's hopeless because nothing's happening. Like our governments are not doing anything seriously seriously to protect people. And you know these people that perpetuate these crimes, these horrific, unthinkable crimes, just get to either kill themselves and get out easy, or they get all this notoriety because more times the media focuses on them than the people who lost their lives and the victims. Mm -hmm. So they're like seeking this to be glorified from their ex. I think that we really have to have a serious conversation about how we handle and manage this because it's becoming commonplace. And And it's, and it's, you feel helpless and like there's nothing you can do about it. But back to Will Connolly. He did something about it. He did something. And you know, again, I am not a person who um, is violent. But I don't even consider this violence. It's not violent. Because it didn't take no one's lives. But there's a senator um, that lives in New Zealand. And his name is Fraser Anning. And while he was giving a, uh, a statement to the press about the attacks... He was saying that these he was saying that these acts were senseless and that they shouldn't happen, but then at the same time blamed the victims yeah. and blamed their choosing to practice their religion in the manner which they choose and mm-hmm. see fit as a reason that they may have been targeted. So his whole statement was just nullified. And there was a teenager, a young white man getting this tense, who hit Mr. Frazier Anning. Upside his head with an egg. With the egg. He just egged him. He just he just um uh mushed him. Just yeah. got him right in the face. And yeah. I was like, you know in in it 
I'm not trying to laugh because nothing about this situation is laughable or funny. But in that moment, it just showed the frustration of like, well, what can we do? What can we have an immediate response? But he mm-hmm. begged that man. Now, now, Mr. Anna did get a good punch in. He got a couple he, of punches he in. Them. Yeah. But you know what? I think that man should lose his position as a senator. I think he has mm-hmm. no right to be representing the people. Yeah. I hope that the prime minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Arden, gets these folks together. Mm-hmm. Because the, the problem of white supremacy is spreading worldwide. Yeah. It's not just here in America. And we need to be thinking about people all across the country. But I'm here for Will because Will made me feel better in that moment by egging that man. Because I wish I could have done more. Yeah. So tens to you. Tens to you, Will. All right. Well, that's the end of our show. Thanks, you guys, for listening. We do want to send our thoughts and prayers to the people of New Zealand and also Utrecht in the Netherlands. They had a shooting today also on a tram. Three people were killed and several others wounded. So This is so sad. Yeah. So we do want to send our prayers to everyone. Yes, we do. We're thinking of you here at Category Is. And on a lighter note, remember to tune in next week. You know, sometimes we get a little heavy, but that's just the world in which we live. And we reflect our times. But we try to keep it light. We try to keep it fun and give you some weekly laughs with some current events and some shade and some tea. So remember to like, rate, and subscribe. You can listen to Category Is on various platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Don't forget to write us a listener letter, suggest a category, or just ask us questions about ourselves. We want to open up more to you guys and tell you about our messy ass lives. (laughs) So you can write into us at categoryispod at gmail.com. Also, be sure to check us out on all things social media at categoryispod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. week. Bye. Bye.